In this podcast, we have provided general advice only and not personal advice. In giving this advice, we have not considered your personal circumstances. Welcome to EBM Insights. In this podcast, we are discussing the subject of sums insured and the importance of protecting against underinsurance. Put simply, sums insured is the maximum amount an insurance company will pay to a business or person who is making a claim on an insurance policy. Joining me in this discussion is EBM Account Manager, Felicity Evanson. Welcome, Felicity. Hi, Sandy. Thanks so much for having me on. I really, um, yeah, I'm honoured. Thank you. I'm glad that you're here. I'm looking <laughs> forward to our chat. <laughs> me too. Me too. Now, Felicity... The reason we're chatting today is to highlight that many policyholders only check their insurance requirements every 12 months, mm. and generally this is prior to the renewal of their policies. In this current economic climate, there are now factors that could greatly affect how an insurance policy is paid out if a claim is made, particularly when we look at property mm. sums insured. Can you take us through some of these current factors? Sandy, I will try. <laughs> and look, what it really comes down to, I think, and you were right, touching on that, it's the current economic environment. Yeah. It is like nothing that we've seen for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and so shout out to my year 12 uh, economics teacher, Mr. Grayshook, <laughs> who said it would come in handy and it definitely has, but demand and supply. That's yeah. basically what this comes down to. And yeah. it's been a smelting pot. Like we have seen the writing on the wall over yeah. the last 24 months and um, just basically coupled with the fact that um yeah COVID-19 has had a huge impact probably more than anyone was really prepared for yeah. um but basically it comes down to um you know apprentices skilled labor the cost of materials has gone up because I mean COVID-19 we're not traveling anywhere no, Sandy. No. so what is happening is everyone's decided to hey we're, we're going to put our travel budget into our house it's what I've done yeah. I know what I've done <laughs> I think I know probably 10 to 12 people in my immediate life that are on the same thing and, and me too I've, I've just put down lights in it's very exciting <laughs> I've put in decking and soakwells. yeah even more exciting well my list is growing day by day so as you can imagine um, if it's just you and I in this room like the amount of people out there that are doing the same yeah. thing um, so that's basically what it comes down to is the supply and demand um, and so an example is yeah my mum and dad are in the middle of also renovating their house they've sold their house too so a lot of yeah. people are taking advantage of the market at the moment mm. where um, there's just an, an absolute demand for houses because yes. Um, the government stimulus package as well where um, to get the last year when they released the the rebuild for 150,000 oh sorry for, uh, renovate for 150,000 yeah. or get in and, and start building um, they that's that's had a huge impact as well I think I've there was a whole mm. heap of um, younger people that I knew um, that d signed up to build a house yeah. after years and years of thinking about thinking it. That about was it. the kick up the bum. So, it. yeah, that's Great. basically what it comes down to. Great. And you also said you hadn't prepared for this podcast, but <laughs> I see you clearly have. I think when you're living and breathing it, it comes naturally. <laughs> yeah. so, and also another plug to Mr. Grayshick. He, yeah. um, he definitely, my year 12 economics teacher, he was very much... Um, keep your finger on the pulse and so that's yeah. what we have to do as insurance brokers but just as you know to know what's going on as well like yeah. I want to buy a house in the next couple of years <laughs> and there's nothing out there 
Well, I have to say that's the first time we've given some kudos to a Year 12 economics teacher. So, <laughs> Well, it's well worth it. Well worth it. Yeah. We know that some may be tempted to risk nominating lower sums insured, but in the event of a claim, especially one involving a total loss, that decision can be a false economy. What do you see are the factors that can contribute to underinsurance and the impact? Yeah, look, Sandy, I don't think clients go into, I mean, you and I, we're yeah. probably in the same boat as this. I'm not a valuation expert. Mm. I don't know what the recost of building is. I can give you a darn good estimate, yeah. but I actually don't know. And I can't remember the last time I got my house actually valued. So mm. I'm in the same boat as many of our clients are. Um, and that's the conversation that I have time and again. They, they really just don't know. Um, and on top of that, I mean, <laughs> I've had a couple of conversations with clients where oh, everyone knows Bob the Builder, who can, rebuild, <laughs> who can rebuild or, oh, you know, Larry can do that yeah. for half the price, you know, than what I've got mm. it insured for. And that may be the case, but there are certain factors that people don't take into account, mm. such as the demolition um, costs. They are through the roof. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, I mean, I'm seeing, I'm dealing with a, cra- a claim right now um, with the cyclone up north where the demolition costs are upwards of $30,000 just to remove a tiny bit of debris um, because it's asbestos so people don't take that into account either so these are all things that um, yeah that have an impact on the under insurance so I think yeah definitely don't leave it to 12 months or a month before your renewal um, and just keep it on the forefront of your mind yeah and I'll just read out a few a few points we've um, noticed from different research we've done yes So the cost of cement, copper, zinc, lead and other metals has also risen sharply with some commodity prices up to 70% year on year. Um, Also, as you've mentioned, cost of trades has increased. So in December 2020, bricklayers were charging a dollar per brick to lay. Six months later, that cost is around $2 a brick. All of these are having an impact so I think that that dovetails in. You yeah. you were telling me that Carmel, you had Carmel on the podcast yes. last time. Yeah. And um, I mean, the COVID, <laughs> the delays that we're seeing yeah. with actual building materials coming yeah. in as well, that is all contributing to a huge... Yeah a huge um, in inflation of the rebuild costs. Yeah. Because if you don't have materials there, if you don't have skilled labour, if you don't have um, the things that you need to actually get things rebuilt, mm. the costs and costs, it's just going to go up and up and it up. It is, it is. So thank you again. You've also plugged our last podcast on the <laughs> Suez Canal blockage. So thank you. If you Listeners, if you didn't catch that one, please take a listen after this one. Go and have a listen. We love Carmel. We do, we do. So the other side of this is ensuring business goods, stock on hand and assets. Again, the cost of many raw materials and supplies have increased alongside freight and labour shortages. Can you tell us a bit more about what is happening here? Yeah, I think so. This is also coupled with we've had bushfires, we've had catastrophes all across the board just in Australia. Mm. Um, And then we've all of that is compounded because Mm. there's just a backlog. It again comes down to the supply and demand. The demand is just so huge at the Mm. moment and we cannot keep up. Our rebuilding and our cost of trades and our skilled labourers, 
we just don't have the supply that is needed. Yeah. And so, like I said, I don't know how much longer that it can go on. Yeah. Um, but it, it will. I, I don't see an end in sight anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, in relation to the actual stock, like, for example, I've got a client who um, provides building materials, raw, mm. building, raw building materials like bollards and um, things like that and uh, rails and steel and yeah. stuff. They're, they're having issues supplying mm. to their main clients for the yeah. first time in forever. Yeah. And so they've got stock sitting in their warehouse um, that has gone up in price overnight yeah. because the demand is there. So yes. as soon as demand is there and limited supply, economics dictates that the price goes up. That's, yeah. that's an economy. That's yeah. how it works. Correct. And so my advice would be to ensure that you are insured for the correct amount. Um, what can policyholders do to make sure they are adequately insured? So I think the first step is to get in touch with your insurance broker. Yeah, just a plug for EBM yeah. right there. Um, and it is, it is unfortunate that we are the ones that begin the conversation. Um, what we would love to see going forward is clients or um, insureds actually contact us and say, hey, I've been thinking about <laughs> and I've got my finger on the pulse and am I adequately insured? Yeah. I think as an insured, you have to take that responsibility. We are here to assist, of course, always, yes. but it has to be in the forefront of our minds that the current climate, we all know what's going on. And so it's it does take our responsibility on us. Mm. Um, but just to have an updated um, appraisal at hand, if that's possible. Yeah. I mean, I've got many clients who are, who in the past have never um, discussed or been interested in getting that done. Yeah. But I think what we're seeing is you've got to ask the question as a business owner that um, can I afford, if I'm underinsured, to not get a full payout? Yes. Because insurers won't pay out. That's the reality of what we're talking about. Yeah. If you are underinsured for that frugality, as you said before, mm. if you are underinsured, in, insurers are not going to pay anything above that sum insured. Yeah. I think it's worth getting an appraisal because I'm seeing clients who have not done that in years yeah. um, and it's just highlighted that there is underinsurance out there. Um, what they've had insured previously and they go and have an appraisal, it's well below what is needed. Yeah. So we're seeing increases upwards of 40-50% on some buildings that haven't been appraised for quite a while. For business owners, can you provide a practical example of the potential effects of underinsurance, specifically relating to some insurance policies? Yes, Sandy, look, when I'm talking to insureds, um, I think the main thing that comes across is that many of them, they don't understand the ramifications of underinsurance. Mm -hmm. And look, most policies, especially the ones that we've been talking about today, uh, are all to do with property insurance. So um, you've got a building, you, you own a building and you're insuring the, the actual physical loss of that building. Um, and so what a lot of insureds don't know is that in most insurance policies there is a co-insurance or average clause that is what is termed in the 
the um, insurance industry. And basically what that stipulates is that insurers, there is a bit of a buffer for underinsurance for those people that have actually um, given a really good effort or uh, wanted to give a really good estimate yeah. of their rebuilding costs. Because like I said before, we aren't professional valuers. We right. don't know. And a lot of insured, insureds don't know the value yes. of their buildings, especially in times that we're living in right now because the rebuilding costs go up and up and up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is that there is an 80% coinsurance in most of the insurance policies, which says that there is that buffer. You don't have to be 100% correctly insured. But anything under 80, that's where we get into dangerous territory. Um, And so an example of that as a business owner, if you have a building that you've insured and it's actually worth, you know, 200,000 and you've only insured it for 50%, not the 80%, that buffer that you you need, um, the insurer, you've basically said to the insurer that I'm going to co-insure that that other 50%, that, that under insurance mm-hmm. portion that I've elected to. So in the event of a partial loss or a total loss, you're actually, you've said to the insurer, I'm going to wear half of that, that the cost of that claim because I haven't insured for the full amount. So um, I think that's that's a really good question for business owners to ask themselves. Now, Felicity, for someone who admitted they hadn't prepared for this, I think you've done a phenomenal job. Oh, thanks, so Sandy. thank you very much for providing an overview of this very current topic within insurance. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Look, I would say for myself included, <laughs> um, take a look at your current schedule of insurance and just have the conversation. Have a real think about if you're insured correctly. Um, and if you have any questions, contact your broker. Contact the bank, contact an appraiser and say, hey, I noticed that the rebuild costs and the current climate that we live in right now, am I going to be insured correctly? Am I insured correctly? And it's a question that I think needs to be asked ongoing, not just when the renewal comes up. Correct. Correct. Okay, so to our listeners, if you have any questions, please reach out to the EBM team on 1300 755 112 or visit ebm.com.au. Thank you, Felicity. Thanks, Sandy.